0: and girls, children of all ages, welcome into a Teal Town Live here with Teal Town USA or what San Jose today calls a podcast empire. There you go. We're going to wrap up round one. We're going to preview round two. We're going to talk about Jake goddamn Ottinger. Holy shit. What the hell was he up to yesterday? But first, after we get into all those things, we have to ask though. Find us on that social media, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit, whatever. And if you want to donate to the show, you can do it on the live stream using Super Chat or hit us up at Venmo, Teal Town, USA. So here we go, guys. Uh, Round one is done. Uh, uh, I'll start with you, Jerkman. Can you think of a more exciting round one?
1: Hmm. No, I can't. I, I think there were a lot of series in this round where I was actually like, ooh, okay, I got to watch this one, and then I want to watch this one. Whereas in years past, I pick one, two, maybe three that I actually actively will care about. But this year, I think I I tried to watch at least one game from every series, and it was excitement all the way through. I mean, you know, five uh, five of the eight first round series went to game seven. So it's kind of, it's kind of hard to, you know, kind of hard to be, uh, very indifferent about that. You know, like it's exciting just on its own.
0: Hey, now, uh, Ian, what about you, sir?
1: Yeah, it's, it's an
2: interesting, uh, it was an interesting first round. It's funny because like I went seven for eight in the first round, but like, because of how the first round went, it's probably the least confident 7 of 8 I've ever done. Like, there was there was some times in there where I'm like, man, I made some really dumb picks. Now, apparently I didn't. The only dumb pick I made was when I flipped a coin to see who would win against St. Louis and Minnesota. <laughs>
0: coin flip lied. <laughs> Stupid coin. Sounds like we got the same 7 out of 8. Yeah. <laughs> uh, jerk, but, jerk, 7 yeah. out of 8 for you? Yep, 7 out of 8. All right. Eric? Six out of eight. I I'm. up the show. Uh,
3: yeah, I'm out of here. Yeah, that's here. why I get. I thought Boston was going to get all the calls in game seven. So that's that's why uh, six out of eight. I mean, what? All but one series went six games in the first round. I mean, it was a nice competitive s- series all around. You know, you had New York and Pittsburgh and multiple overtimes in multiple games. I mean, Carolina. I mean, Auntie Ranta Cam warded this bitch. I don't know. Uh, and of course, Toronto again, uh, we
1: actually, we actually had somebody, somebody in our bracket challenge actually went eight for eight. Uh, unfortunately their bracket name is not recognizable to me, so we can't shout them out.
0: (laughs) Well, and I know jerk, you said seven of eight, right? Correct. That one you lost.
3: Oh, tell me,
0: tell me. You didn't bet money on that. <laughs> just just put the $5 on your microphone and let's move on. Ah, ah. <laughs> ah. All right. Uh let's hit up uh Florida and Washington. Florida over Washington in 6. I uh I, you know, Ian, uh, I'll tell you this right now. After the like the first two games, I'm like, "Fuck, Washington's going to going to beat Florida. Are you serious?"
2: Yeah. Um Interesting series for Florida. Um, early on, we saw some definite playoff Bobrovsky, and that uh scared me. I Florida makes me really nervous because I think they had a lot of trouble, a lot more trouble with Washington than they probably should have. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Washington, I mean, it's Alex Ovechkin and everyone else, so logically speaking, you shut down Ovechkin, you pretty much shut down the caps like if you look at the, the the gulf between Alex Ovechkin's point totals and everyone else on the team it should have been it should have been a pretty cut and dry series for them but um you know Florida definitely did pull it out in the end but man I'm not super confident Florida's doing much more
0: I'm right there with you I mean uh Eric I had Florida in five so that obviously didn't happen but they got it done in six but still not a lot of confidence being inspired by Florida right now. Is it because Jumbo hasn't played in a game yet?
3: Obviously, <laughs> because it, it, obviously because Jumbo hasn't played and made an impact Get in the real. series. <laughs> 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 but you know, honestly, I think they were kind of surprised. And but Brovsky can be up and down at times. And let's be honest here, guys. They were so close to being down three-one in the series. Uh, But Florida persevered, Uh, you know, you can thank Connor Verhage for saving their butts in a couple of those games. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, Florida, you got through this round. Have fun against Tampa. Jerk man.
0: Earth to jerk. Come in, Uh, jerk. I think you're muted, jerk. See,
1: what happened was, you know, <laughs> jo- Joe Thornton heard me make that comment, and he actually rebooted my computer. Um, so I, I I, like what you said, Ian, about the fact that, yes, okay, Florida got the win, but it probably took them uh, more time, more energy than it should have. And, you know, I, I was, you know, I had them in six, um, which I was feeling okay. Froggy. Froggy? Yeah, I was feeling a little froggy. Like maybe, you know, maybe Washington will—or I'm sorry—I had them in five. Jesus, and uh, you know, I was thinking, okay, Washington will get one, but Florida mm-hmm. will take care of them. And the fact that Washington got two, like you said, Ian, it, it made me a little unsettled for how good this team was in the regular season. And now you you put them up against a Tampa team, a Tampa Bay team who looked pretty uninspiring in round one, but like I said, you know, they're to me, they're the sleeping giant. And it seemed like in, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but in game seven for Tampa Bay, Vasilevsky finally got his head on right. And so I see Florida having more of a struggle uh, coming up here. If Tampa is going to play, they with the way they did in game seven.
0: Yeah. I had, uh, I gotta be honest. I have in my bracket. I have Florida going to the final, and uh, now, now I don't, I'm not feeling that confident Fool. That. You're fool. not the only one, AJ. <coughs> you fool! Fools uh,
1: game. Every everybody knows you never pick the best team to win.
0: I know. I know.
1: When's oh, the last time knows. the best team won? I'd love to know that.
0: So, I don't know. Somebody looked that up. The <laughs> last time. Uh, uh, and when I no, but when I say best, I mean like statistically. Yeah. Mm. Um. Oh, that, yeah. That is true, but. Uh, anyway, uh, I just want to shout out to a couple people in the chat, Denver Dalton. I see you. We're going to be talking about your comments here soon enough. Uh, but let's move on to the next one. Tampa over Toronto and seven Tampa fails to get past the first round for the 28th time in their last 15 years. Uh, this, I mean, <laughs> That's what it feels like, dude. I mean, <laughs> why, why? Uh jerk. I was I had Tampa in my bracket and I'm still rooting for Toronto, but at the end of the day, even when it goes to overtime, you're just like, yeah, yeah, figures.
1: I mean, don't don't count out the sleeping giant, as I said before, but honestly, mm-hmm. and this this directly clashes with a lot of the a lot of the uh dialogue that's been on my Twitter the last week. But this is maybe the one first round exit for Toronto where I'm just like yeah. you know, like last year against Montreal was brutal and, you know, in the bubble when they didn't even make it to the first, they, they got so sick of losing in the first round, they decided to not even make the first round, yeah, and they right. lost in round zero to Columbus yeah. but this year I'm like, okay two-time defending Stanley Cup champion, you took them to seven, it was back and forth all the way through, even the game I mean, game seven went to overtime, yeah. right? And it's like, this I feel like this is the one Maple Leafs loss where it's like you know, I just – I'm i am not – if I were a Maple Leafs fan, I don't know that I would be ready to get the pitchfork out. It seems to me – this series almost felt like, okay, you know, it's going to be – you know, we're going to decide the series based on seven coin flips. And <laughs> it, it 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 felt literally that random and that, you know, up to the universe, if you will. You know, I don't really feel like Toronto squandered anything. I don't really feel like they – got absolutely just buckled in the game seven. I don't I just feel like they they weren't hot at the right time and I you know I feel like this would be the one year of course this is the one year where they'll probably make a major change, but I feel like this is the one year where they could justifiably keep the same group together.
3: Hmm.
0: All right. I mean uh Eric you you had Austin Matthews say something about before game seven we gotta put our balls on the table and get it all out there. All right how'd that work out for you
3: i guess he didn't completely whip it out then um yeah where was matthews where was marner i mean marner we came into this series with the big old schneid he he got out of that but um i mean you we'll get into more of these series in a little bit but you look at some of these series where the game winners are like goudreau panarin where your big guys uh stepped up big and these two didn't again uh, I, I was one of those guys that thought Toronto was going to actually get it, but I mean, the East was so competitive this year. It's tough to to feel really upset as you lose to another 100 point team, and for that matter, the back to back Stanley Cup champions. But uh, you know that's not gonna that's not gonna help things up in uh, Toronto for sure.
0: Uh, uh, Ian, how about you? I mean, <laughs> another seven game series, and <laughs> it just it, how perfect is it that it's Toronto losing in their own barn yet again? It's
2: it's really tough, right? I mean, I look at this, I look at this series. I mean, when we were on last time, like we were on last week, I was I was nervous with the series. I thought like, because Toronto is like notorious, like they've been notorious for just wrecking my brackets, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like just notorious. So the one year I have them, like I'm like, no, I'm gonna make the smart play. I'm gonna they're they're going out to Tampa. And, like, you know, I go back to say what I said earlier about, like, you know, the least confident seven of eight I've ever done, I think. Because, like, I thought, man, Toronto's going to completely thrash my bracket again. That's going to be because they're actually going to win this series. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, ultimately, they didn't. My bracket's still uh, looking really, really good. But, I mean, I I feel bad for them a little bit. Because, like Jerk said, like, this this was a really good series i thought they could have won it and i think it's been really interesting watching like the twitter discourse about this series because i think there's like you know i think there's some people that are that are kind of delusional at the same time you know like oh the, none of these other teams are really on the least level well you got to win a playoff series at some point like even the sharks won
0: playoff series i remember it, that might... the, the... I'm, I'm I'm old enough to remember when that would happen from time to time. <laughs> right. Like, you know, yeah,
2: yeah, they get bounced nine times out of ten in the second round, but they at least won a series. <sighs> like, at some point, this team has to win a series. And when you look at, like, a lot of, like, you know, um, like you said about Austin Matthews saying it's time to put your balls on the table and stuff. And, like, Kyle Dubas, you know, said that he, you know, that he would basically put his job on the line saying that he could right the ship here. And so there's a lot of they, – they said a lot of things that are probably going to be – Nice fodder for jerks like us to come on and make fun of them. But I mean, I look at them and I just. I think there's obviously look at no team's perfect. and You can always make adjustments, right? But this wasn't Jack Campbell's fault. No, like a lot of people were like, oh, why did you know the Leafs and the Oilers really needed to get another goalie at the deadline? Well, clearly they didn't. It's worked out so far now, you know. I I, obviously Toronto wasn't moving on, but I I don't put that at Jack Campbell's feet. And you know we'll talk about Edmonton later, but Mike Smith was great in that game. So I mean, there's definitely tweaks that they're gonna have to make here, and I think that they are a little top heavy. And I am so glad the Sharks are not paying John Tavares fourteen million dollars (laughs) because
1: he's not worth eleven. He sure is like worth fourteen. He's barely worth eight, I would say. Yeah. Like he's like since he's gotten there, he's looked like a he he's looked like a seventy point guy, you know, and, yeah. and those guys in this day and age, those guys make seven million, eight million dollars. They don't
0: make eleven. Yeah, mm-hmm. god, that, what a ridiculous overpay.
1: Yeah, I was listening. You know, I was listening to Overdrive today, and they were talking about like, okay. You know, maybe the plan of action for the Leafs here is you do something that shocks the system. Like you say, hey, we're still in it. We're still going to compete, but we're going to kind of do this big move here to sort of, you know, shuffle the deck, but like on the fly sort of thing. And, you know, so I'm like, okay, that's an interesting thought experiment. And then they get through it. It's like, well, you know, you're not trading Matthews. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And they're like, you're not trading Marner. And I'm like, well, I mean, you could, I don't, but whatever. Right. Yeah, you're not going you know, to
2: like you're going to get screwed in that deal though.
1: Yeah, and then yeah. and then they say and then they say you obviously can't trade Tavares and I'm like, "Well, why obviously?" You know. And and then so they're like it always it comes back to William Nylander and I'm like yeah. w- I'm just like, "Are you serious right now? Like Nylander was the was uh, aside from Austin Matthews, I think Nylander was the best forward in the series." Yeah. And for for what he brings to the table on a nightly basis, I think he's underpaid. And I think so. Teams, yeah.
0: so many people on Twitter are talking about you know where's Nieler Ender going to be next season,
1: dude. If the Leafs want to run him out of Toronto, run him right here.
0: Yeah, yeah. I jerk,
3: really uh-huh. jerk. Would you trade number eleven for him? Absolutely. I wouldn't even
1: think twice about it. Yeah, take it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would. I, I would too. Because
2: I think when you look at this draft specifically, I think there's some good players in this draft, but it's really, really like. Once you get past four, I mean, like, again, this is William Nylander. This is a guy who's going to put up points. Now, today, he, you know, he's going to plug right into your lineup, right beside, you know, where do you want to put him? Beside Hurdle? Beside Couture? He's going to put up points either way. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I, in a heartbeat, in a heartbeat, I would take William Nylander for the 11th. And I wouldn't even sneeze at that because, like, yeah, He's a guy who's going to come in. He's going to make an impact right now. He's not a guy who's going to need a couple years to get
0: going. You know what I mean? Like, this is a guy you could play right now and put up points right now. We'll see if the next Sharks GM treats picks like currency like Doug Wilson did. (laughs) Good point. All right. Uh, So, uh, finally, Dubas, job safe? Probably, yeah, I would say so.
2: Mm-hmm. Probably I think again like for the rest you, you of the week anyway <laughs> I think at some point you have to win I think that because of the series they just played it was so close like sometimes you just sometimes you just play a better team in the playoffs and you lose the thing is though is like they have to shit or get off the pot next year they can't have like I if they go into the playoffs next year and it's the same thing, or it's another Columbus or Montreal debacle, they're going to... Set it on fire? I would take a, yeah, I would take an absolute wrecking ball at that point. But I think this team, logically, like, you look at the pieces that they have, yeah, they're going to have to do some fancy cap work, but, man, <laughs> like, who 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 doesn't think Austin Matthews is a great player? Who do, You know what I mean? Like, how do you not, you know, tweak and and take another run at it? I don't know. I mean, I just. But at some point, like, but at some point, you have to win.
0: Absolutely. At least a round. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> yeah. At least a round. Get to the next round, and so that's the funny thing to kind of put a bow on this: the fact that Austin Matthews and Connor McDavid are just the the poster children for canadian hockey and it's like what, what do they have one round win between both of them i mean two now uh, two well yeah well up until yeah yesterday <laughs> but you get you get my point but yeah. um getting back to franchises you'd like to burn to the ground boston lost in <laughs> seven to carolina uh this was the one jerk if you remember when we were doing Who? our picks i said <laughs> This was the one that I was kind of like. I felt confident in all my. Well, okay, maybe not that confident in Minnesota. Nah, I still felt more confident fool- than Dude, that. But on the pucknologist finale, I said picking Minnesota is
1: a fool's game. And what happened? Just I putting it out win.
0: there. Uh, yeah, you also <laughs> said Pittsburgh was going to win. So just I putting did that, say that, that out and there. I look, and I look like a fool now. <laughs> <laughs> but. Just I, you know, I told you that Boston scares the shit out of me. They still can do, you know, they get calls or whatever. Marshawn gets away with nonsense. You never know what the hell's gonna happen. But look, Carolina gets through Boston in seven. And jerk, I gotta tell you on this one, uh, this was the series that I was like paid the least attention to. <laughs> I agree. I didn't watch a single game. The only, the only thing that I was remotely
1: concerned with in respect to this series was who is boston starting in net and mm. you know and and i and i pretty famously said the bruins would be up to zero if they went with jeremy swayman and i got a lot of carving for it probably rightfully so i mean that's kind of a stupid take to make um but you know he came in and i i think jeremy swayman obviously is one of the reasons the series got pushed to seven you know and i think he's obviously a good piece for them for the future i mean he's He's a a starting goalie at age 20. I believe he's 22 right now or maybe 23. Like he's a legitimate starting goalie. So that's awesome for them. But I look at this group, especially like the contract. I mean, the contracts that they have expiring and who they've got coming up in the system. I think we've got some dark days ahead for the Bruins. God, I hope like, so. I just don't. I look at what this team has, and they've got good. You know, Pasternak is a good piece. Charlie McAvoy is a good piece. Brandon Carlo, but that team's not really all that exciting for me.
0: Yeah, uh, Eric. I mean, let's be honest. The, the whole area of New England's had it too good for too long.
3: Yeah, uh, it's been a, <laughs> it's been a it's been a good run for twenty years. Now now, deal now with fuck the Fuck off!
0: Crying your chowder.
3: <laughs> uh and, and the whole thing with patrice bergeron is he it he, sounds like it's you be he comes back or see ya and i think if you say see ya i mean this is brad marchand's team to to lead i mean i don't know yeah this is a long run to go uh but hey jeremy Swayman, like you said jerk i mean he, he looked pretty pretty solid I, I i was with you i thought they should have started him early on uh, but full kudos to Carolina and Max Domi coming up big in Game 7 with the compare goals. goals. Uh, I, I don't know. Who who do you... I, we, we haven't heard anything lately on, on Freddie Anderson, but... I mean, Auntie Ronta, you know, filled in pretty nicely once he got
0: healthy afterwards. Uh, Ian, which was this a series that you couldn't give a shit about? No, I watched a lot
2: <laughs> of this series. I... The thing is, like, I don't get me wrong, man. Like, nothing, nothing would make me happier to get to shovel out and start burying the Bruins, like, because I just going back to like my pre-shark games. Like, for those that don't know, before I was a Sharks fan, before there was a San Jose Sharks team, I was a Montreal Canadiens fan. So I fucking hate Boston. Um, so yeah, nothing would make me happier to to get the shovel of Boston, but like, Boston is like the Monty Python. Like, I'm not dead. I am mostly de- I'm not dead. Like this team just continues and, until they're in the ground. Like you just cannot count this team out. And I, even though like everything looks bleak as hell again, going into the off season for them, I can't count them dead. So this annoying. team always, this, this management always seems way. to find a way to squeeze another, you know, even if it's, even if it's again, just the first round and out, they, they seem to find a way to squeeze another year out of something that should have, been
0: past its best before date for a while it, it's it got to be difficult to be the gm of a team doing all that work while concurrently having a horseshoe a rabbit's foot and a four-leaf clover jammed up your ass that's that's <laughs> kudos to them for being able to pull that off uh yeah
2: because i mean like you'd think like i you know obviously jeremy swimming came up big man but like they this is the team that won the playoffs this year thinking that they were going to have Tuka go at this point
3: yeah. And, and, and Carolina, kudos to them. Uh, they, in their franchise history, they were winless in Game Seven as the Whalers. They're undefeated. What is it, six and zero in Game Seven? just Williams, that's not fair. <sighs> oh, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying it. It's not fair.
1: <laughs> and he's part of the organization now, so it's rubbing off on them, uh, the players. Uh, All
2: right.
1: Um,
2: I, I've done Carolina for a second though. Like it's it's. I, I give them a lot of credit though because I think that, man, like. Freddie Anderson, I like Freddie Anderson, but like, again, can Freddie Anderson be healthy when it matters? The answer seems to be no more often than not. And, you know, going to war with Auntie Ranta, who's just made of the similar type of glass that (laughs) Freddie Anderson is, like, it's the Mm -hmm. most combustible element of their team, but I give, you know, I'll give Ranta some credit, even though I'm going to bury him later in the show. Um, You know, because he he did go down, obviously, in the series, but when he was in, man, he was really good. So credit to
0: Antiranta. Staying healthy, being made of glass reminds me of a $11.5 million defenseman. But uh, we move on to New York over Pittsburgh. Jerk, man! I got to say, dude, I thought you had me after game three. Dude, I
1: mean... I still think I, I know everybody was saying, "Oh my God, Rangers and five. But to me, this series, at least in the Eastern Conference, we can have a conversation about the Western Conference. But to me, this series in the Eastern Conference was the most, at least from the onset, you know, before all the games started. I looked at this one and I was like, "This is going to be the most evenly matched one." I just felt like, you know, one team's strength was another team's weakness and vice versa. And I, you know, I thought we were going to see the pendulum swing kind of bit, at, quite a bit, and. You know, I'll be honest. I was a little nervous when uh, when Pittsburgh had to put Louis Domingue in net. But, uh... <laughs> that's,
0: dude, that's when I was rubbing my <laughs> hands together.
1: <laughs> but, you know, they, they found a way. And, I, I mean, obviously you look at the series and, you know, Ian mentioned last week, uh, you know, is this series going to be the one where the Rangers inevitably get that bloody nose before they're a true, legitimate good team? And, you know, the answer is no. They've got another round to see if they can – you know, continue to dodge that punch. But I think more importantly, like, okay, the Rangers won. Yes, I picked the Penguins, but I'm not really all that shocked. You know, the thing that I look at is, like, where does where does Pittsburgh go from here? That's what I look at. You yeah. know, they got a lot of guys who are unrestricted free agents. They have, you know, you look at the series, it was mostly the people who, who had their hands on the wheel during the series for Pittsburgh were for the most part, the guys that you wouldn't expect to have their hand on the wheel, you know, I mean, aside, yes, Jake Gensel had a goal in every game except for one, but beyond that, like, you know, Evan Rodriguez, I believe had three, three goals. Same with Danton Heinen. Like you just had, you know, guys from all over the place, you know, contributing on a given night. And and it, it kind of felt like Evgeny Malkin, I know he had three goals as well, but it, it felt like, okay, Malkin didn't really show up in this series. Is that an indicator of him signing with another team next season? Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, Eric, is this the end of an era in Pittsburgh? That's what everybody's bar- barking about on uh, on social media, with the exception of Craig Button, who like lost his shit <laughs> when that topic was brought up.
3: <laughs> it, it can be. I mean, you look at how, how slowly it went away for us in San Jose with – Marlowe going, then Thornton and then Valsky. You know those guys. You know, remember those guys? No? Yeah, and Malkin uh, is better
1: than those guys.
3: That's true. You're right. Maybe Jimbo right now will fight. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, okay, it, buddy. But uh, yeah, it's gotta get to, gonna be to the end of it. The the Pittsburgh, kind of like Boston, has just tried to re retool on the fly and get get uh, younger players you know we saw them go after Raquel in the trade deadline here but yeah you you mentioned it earlier uh, Evan Rodriguez and I really like this this guy Danton Heinen you know who was originally a Bruin then he was a Duck he looks like he's going to be doing something but honestly I think it's up to Sid what's what's he going to do he's going to look around like who the hell are you guys Uh, and see where they're going Will Smith memoir like everyone's like where'd everyone go (laughs) yeah but it's also new ownership so we'll see what goes on there i mean they have they have pockets in there but as for the rangers kudos to them i i thought i thought that if if the rangers were going to win this series they were going to win it like six and just you know leaning on igor shesterkin and shesterkin did decently I, he got them the victories, but uh, to me, he wasn't as lights out as he was in the in the regular season. So maybe that has Carolina chomping at the bit. We'll see.
2: Yeah, I think credit to the Rangers. I mean, they won the series here. I don't know if there's a couple things that happened, I think, that really changed the complexion of the series. Uh, one was obviously when Truva hit Crosby, which I thought was a clean hit, but obviously Crosby was out for a couple games. And up until that point, the Rangers did not have an answer for that line. Um, I also, I don't know if they, if we're talking about a Rangers victory, if Tristan is in net from the start. I know he only, I know he didn't win game seven and that was the first game he played, but that's a really, really shitty situation to put a guy in. Um, I don't know, man, like... The Rangers, I like the Rangers, and I think like a guy like Kapokaku has really, really impressed me. I thought that was like a big coming out party for him this this series. But man, I don't know this this strategy of defense optional and Shosturkin will bail us out. Nah, I don't, I don't like that against the Hurricanes. I'm not gonna lie.
0: Well, the I mean the Rangers still you know you you still have Adam Fox, uh, Nor- reigning Norris winner, right? Correct, correct. Correct. So, I mean, you've got Fox. Yeah, you have, yeah, but, he, but
2: he's, he's an offensive guy. Like, and I like Adam Fox And it, but, but I mean,
0: <laughs> if you think the Rangers played good defense in that series, then uh, no. I have two defensemen in San Jose that you would love. Of course. But I mean, you know, like, uh, I like Condre Miller. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yep. So, I mean, I think. My my point being is that, look, you've got Breadman, you've got Kreider, you've got Zibinijad, uh You know, obviously this would have been done in five if Barkley Goodrow was healthy, right? Thank you. <laughs> uh You know, we'll see if they keep Vitrano over, but... I do uh, like Vitrano too. Yeah. As do I. You still have uh, Lafreniere coming up. So is this the start of something for New York? Uh, I mean, if you're building from the back end out, is a good way to start, so... I, I, I just... I just don't think the team defensively is good. I think I just, I you know
2: what? You never want to like take away from a team when they win. I just I don't. I think if things kind of break a little bit differently and Pittsburgh's not playing the third string goalie, I just I don't think the Rangers pull that out. And I pick the Rangers to win the series. But I think if you do it over again, the way the Rangers just just it's a team. It's it's their defensive structure. It's it's an X's and O's thing.
0: Yeah. For for me. And I'm not going to say Shosturkin was pedestrian, but no, he, this, he won this, them the series. Yeah, I was going to say if this was like mediocre Shosturkin, I'm going to be real <laughs> interested to see what the next round brings for him. Uh, let's move on here to the the more fun conference, at least yeah, in my right. mind. Uh the West. Colorado over Nashville in four. Felt like it was three. I had him in five. Uh, jerk. I mean, uh, I don't know. Did you uh, watch this series in order to uh, time an egg? <laughs> well, it's um, it's funny. So we were
1: watching, and and what I like about what TNT has done with, is they'll put the score of a different game in the top right. And so we're you know we're watching game one, uh, Rangers Penguins, the one that went to triple overtime and we see oh okay they got the avalanche score up you know we'll we'll put the horse eye on that and then when mm-hmm. overtime's over it'll take us right to the avalanche game and then it was 5-0 at the end of the first period of game 1 and I'm like you know what I don't know if I want to watch this game <laughs> and and yes you know to to Nashville's credit you know there were times uh there were times where they did find a way to look like they had a pulse I guess is the best way to put it um but I mean, we talked about it on the Pucknologist finale. We talked about it last week. Like nobody is gonna be that surprised if if uh, you know, if if Colorado just sort of waxes them and then moves on. And and that's exactly what we saw. I mean, I think if memory serves, I believe Nashville had a lead in game four that they ended up squandering. Uh, maybe <laughs> I'm one. maybe I'm thinking game three. Um Good, uh, but four. point being is that Nashville, despite not showing a whole lot of life when they did really wasn't all that exciting. And like you said, AJ, I think, you know, I think they probably would have been, you know, relieved had this series only gone three games.
0: <laughs> <laughs> probably would have felt better. But just to scoach better about themselves. Uh, and I mean, and and it's worth
1: saying, too, they Nash- similar to Pittsburgh, Nashville also did get a bad beat because, mm-hmm. you know, UC Soros is hurt. And then so then they go to David Riddick who gets blown up in the first game and then so they have to go to Connor Ingram, their third goalie, who played amicably, but you know, he's not UC Soros, who is nominated for the Vesna, you know what I mean? So we all saw Colorado waxing them, but it's a slightly different series if they have UC Soros. What, yeah, re- it's a five-game series instead of a four.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and re- jerk, refresh my memory. If Nashville like would have won the last day or whatever, they would have faced Calgary instead. Yeah, Nashville squandered a. I think they squandered a 4-0 lead against
1: Arizona on the last day of the season. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I knew it was and, uh, had, ridiculous. And had had they won, it would have been Nashville, Calgary, and Colorado, Dallas.
0: <laughs> so Nashville, maybe you get one out of that. Who knows? oh uh, all right. Uh, I mean, Eric, this is another series for the West, uh, Colorado, or yeah, I'm sorry, Colorado and Nashville. This was the series in the West that I really didn't pay attention to whatsoever because I thought it was fader complete.
3: Yeah, I mean, there is no reason to. We, I think. All right, buy- Ian, what do you think?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I no mean, reason I to watch Carol this Sutter. shit. Who cares? I'll quote Dale
2: Sutter as a waste of eight games. Uh,
3: eight right? <laughs> no, spot on, Ian. I mean, Colorado. That's like a tune-up. Now they get a practically a week off. We hope Darcy Kemper's eye is ready to go for game one. Yeah, and that's that's probably the biggest biggest thing is that you know if there's maybe any aches and bruises that Colorado has, they're going to be ready to go. And only Kemper's your iffy. But you know, Franzouz did all right for for them in the meantime. Yeah, uh,
0: I, I think Kemper could have beat Nashville with one eye.
3: Yeah, I, Nashville, I mean,
2: again, I think I, I was really impressed by Connor Ingram. I thought, all things considered, he played a really good series. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Colorado is just too good. And Nashville was just, you know. Too bad. <laughs> they were, yeah, I mean, <laughs> them and I think, like them and Dallas, the way they backed into the playoffs, like I didn't expect much from either of them. And I thought whoever... Colorado was going to get absolutely bodied and that's what happened (laughs)
0: All right, let's move on to the series that fucked my bracket and most other people's (laughs) Not mine I know Uh, St. Louis (laughs) over Minnesota in 6 The one thing I gotta know uh, Jerk, how the fuck do you not start or how the fuck do you start Talbot over Flower in the deciding game Because Flower had been
1: very Pedestrian. Yeah, but he responds in, in the well first... when everything's on the line. I don't know, dude. I mean, he, you know, he clearly didn't w- respond well uh, after game uh, game four. Mm-hmm. You know, he clearly didn't respond well after game five. He didn't even see the net, and so, I, I mean, I understand. The outrage, you know, you ride with Flurry for six or for five games, and then only then you decide to go to Talbot for game six. I understand the outrage, but at the same time, like think about it from the other side of the coin. Cam Talbot finished the regular season 13 and 0. And didn't see the net until game six.
0: Okay, how the fuck do you not start Talbot to start this series? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like I know, and, right? and
1: you know, there there are, there are multiple people on this podcast who have pretty famously made jokes at Cam Talbot's expense. Yes. But <laughs> but, but <laughs> yes, Ian you have is, jerk. No, and Ian too. We've all done. It. But <laughs> my point being is he this year especially was very very good you know he like as i said he won his last 13 uh starts to to close out the regular season and i feel like based on the principle of go with what's hot to me that seemed like the smartest decision and so the decision to go with flurry i don't want to say it it lost them the series but i am curious to know how differently things may have gone
3: and it's and it's so tough to to put him in cold too you know <laughs> after going on a such a great run but also you know the offense kind of dried up for minnesota throughout this series i mean i i know fiala had a rough rough go out of it and it's in st louis credited them you know after huso had a rough stretch and minnesota led this series and it's like all right we're putting in jordan binnington and he's done fairly well since i mean now it's binnington's net as they get ready for colorado but They also had the support of each other. And, you know, Minnesota looked... I I was kind of up in the air when picking this. Minnesota looked like they could be, but they weren't. St. Louis looked like just a scotch better in the strength of winning this series.
0: Well, Ian, I mean...
3: Yeah, I mean, they... Dean
2: Evanson did... Cam Talbot dirty in this series man Like I think like like If you're going to go to Talbot you got to do it Before game six I mean this wasn't like Some Vegas goalie management but it was Close it was pretty bad Like it was pretty brutal um, Like I think I think putting a guy like there's a Big difference right like obviously I just said how Chris, Tristan Jari came in the last game of the series That's a different situation that's your starting goalie Versus a third string guy That's not what happened here Like Cam Talbot, like, if you're going to go to Cam Talbot, you go to Cam Talbot game three, game four. You don't say, okay, the whole series is on the line. Come in cold and figure it out. Like, I think they did Cam Talbot absolutely dirty. And, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury, Marc-Andre Fleury, like, history is going to be a lot kinder to Marc-Andre Fleury than it probably should be, considering I understand he has three Stanley Cup rings, but one of them he was the starter for. The other two, he backed up Matt Murray. Yeah. Like, I like, look at, I like Marc Andre Fleury a lot. I think he's a hell of a dude, whatever, but I think history is going to be a
1: lot kinder to Marc Andre Fleury than it really should be given his actual body of work. Well, and, and the prime example of that would be look at, look at Marc Andre Fleury's playoff stats between their 09 and 2016 Stanley Cup. Yeah. Like, he was brutal, you know, and I remember, um, one specific thing that I can recall is I remember uh, after losing to the Islanders in 2013, like the first tweet that I remember seeing was Mark Amnesty flurry, like referring to compliance buyouts, Amnesty mm-hmm. buyouts. And it's like, I I do agree. I think, you know, hell of a guy, obviously he's played some very good hockey, three cups, Vesna trophy, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, as you said, Ian, he's, because he's such a nice guy, I think people will probably um, – I judge isn't the right word, but they'll probably reflect on him with probably a bit softer than they should. Revisionist yeah. history. I think so. I think it's a lot of revisionist
2: history with, with Marc-Andre Fleury. I think there there's times where, like Jerk said, I mean there's times where he single-handedly – kanked some really good penguins yeah.
0: teams <laughs> well at least hey at least they got middleton and they really like him uh that's good denver pointing out in the chat uh the wilder in cap hell the next two years they are screwed yes. This yeah. this was kind of like their their moment and dude credit to bill Guerin. he went for it he went out and got the pieces but uh inevitably it wasn't a Kaprizov can't do it all is what we're saying
1: well, and I think you make a good point when you say that because you just look at the stats. Kirill Kaprizov was very obviously dragging the wild through this series. And, you know, nothing's been confirmed yet, but I have a sort of a conspiracy theory that he might have been banged up in either game four or five. Well, Because well, he didn't look right.
0: Eh, that's, the, I mean... It i mean, wouldn't... say
1: say what you want about a one guy team but when your best player is oh hurt no 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 I don't something
0: yeah no I don't mean it in, in in that context I'm just talking about that it's just all these guys it, it, it's so funny what we come to find out about what a guy's been playing with you know a week after it's all over you know right all of a right. sudden it's like so the, we got three guys that have surgery next week and then you know you're <laughs> like oh my god
1: well it's like you know they announced today like you know they they announced today that you know' Mark it's Stone, trending right? Yeah, it's trending towards Mark Stone having back surgery. And I'm like, this guy came wow. back and played, and you tell me he needs back surgery? Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, unreal. Dude, well, maybe because t- he was carrying DeBoer around? I don't know. We'll uh, we'll talk about that in a little bit. <laughs> uh, let's move on to the second best series, at least in my opinion, for this. Uh, Edmonton over L.A. in seven. All right, jerk. Let's be honest, dude. L.A. was playing with house money from the get-go. To take a team with cup aspirations, th- with the best player in the NHL, to the brink, I think Edmonton had to have been a little shook by that.
1: Oh a- absolutely. I mean, it's easy. Like, and unfortunately, we've seen it happen to the Sharks far too many times. Where who they they look at they look at the opponent that's coming and they say, ah, you know, we can beat these guys. We're you know, we'll we'll just we'll take it easy, and then all of a sudden those guys that you can beat easily, they sort of put up a fight. And I do agree with you. I think LA was playing uh, with house money, but at the same time, there's also a, I don't know if morale is the right word or warm and fuzzies, whatever you want to call it, but like getting that win in game one and then getting the win in game four as well. And game five, like th- as much as they were playing with house money, I also feel like those victories specifically against the Oilers, It helped carry them along, whereas like, you know, okay, so they win and they're feeling good and then they get waxed 6-0 and 8-2. And then they come back, they handle Edmonton and then they steal a win in overtime on the road. Like, I just feel like the sort of the high of winning a big game when you're counted out like it, I feel like it sort of carries you along, and I wonder, I wonder how differently the series would have gone had LA not won
0: Game One. Oh, uh, that's solid point. Solid point. Like, I wonder,
1: I wonder if LA would have been done in five just because they don't have that emotional high to ride on.
0: I feel you. Uh, I mean, Eric, what say you on that? Is it does it change if uh, Edmonton gets the Game One? Uh, yeah, I think you. I think if LA
3: with that win on the road gets off to a good start. I think it shook the cobwebs a little bit from Edmonton, being like, oh, crap, we gotta pay attention. We just can't sit lightly and be like, okay, we got this. Like you said, playing with house money, okay, no no big deal there. But you gotta take your competitors seriously. Detroit didn't do that in 94 against the Sharks, and look what happened. You know, there's, you gotta play well. But here's the other thing. LA let promising. I mean that was vintage Jonathan Quick in that series. I mean he's making trying to make glove saves without a glove on for crying out loud. Uh but you saw the the building of what Rob Lake's been doing in LA, you know, with Jersey Uh I loved Kempy and, and he really stepped it up big time in the in this series on Edmonton's side. Well, that 91 guy did a heck of a job for them. I'm currently leading the league in Playoffs, playoff goals. I mean, I thought Gensel's leading. I thought it was game. Yeah, it was Kane before the Rangers game last night. My apologies. Second leading score correction. <laughs> but I mean, you have facts matter. Edmonton. No, you're you're right. No, I appreciate the correction. Thank you, jerk. Sorry. Uh, But to me. They just wanted to just a little bit more. Game seven on their ice, they take it. Mike Smith, I'm glad you're, you're being vintage Mike Smith, for that matter, stealing stealing the games when you need it, because that way they go, oh, crap, Koskinen's the back? Oh, fuck. You know, uh, but I think that was a wake-up call for Edmonton as well. They can't sit lightly and think they got it. And now they get it, and now have fun with Calgary. That's going to be fun.
2: All right, Ian. Uh, I'm gonna be sick to my stomach, but I mean, <laughs> full marks to LA here. Uh, yeah. As much as I hate to say it, like, not only House Money, no Arvidsson, no Doughty, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like this team is an, a mediocre team missing two big pieces, and they took Edmonton to seven. Like full marks to them. And there's um, a and I th- there's a guy on
0: the other there's a guy on the um <clears throat> on the other bench that has, like, kept an eye. I mean, Woodcroft, that's, I don't know if you've ever seen some of the interviews, but he has talked about, he's like, you know, that's that's the one team that that's, like, that's who I focus on. If we don't beat anybody, let us beat L.A. But go ahead, Ian.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, and I think it was, I, I you know, full marks to them. I think Edmonton, though, like, you know, credit, I mean, Edmonton could have rolled over and, and died in this series, and they could have been, you know, we could have had another Connor McDavid first round exit where everyone's shocked and no one knows what the hell went wrong, you know, and credit and credit to McDavid himself because I thought that his last couple of games were really, really good and he was a huge deciding factor. And, you know, all the cliches about your big guys have to be your big guys. Edmonton's big guys were their their big guns. Um Mike Smith, you know, a guy who takes all kinds of shit and deserves a lot of it, but he was really, really good. <laughs> good. Mm-hmm. To To finish out that series um, You know uh, You know Is Edmonton going to go deep I don't know But I mean if I, I Can't imagine the The hellfire Like in contrast to Toronto Where Toronto lost to a really good team Like if Edmonton loses this series Like again uh, LA had nothing to lose in this series uh, Edmonton had everything to lose so yeah. I mean I, I'm You know am I happy for them? No, because they're going to be really good for some time to come and it's going to be really annoying as sharks fans, but mm-hmm. you know, and the other, and then the team they beat is on the rise. So I don't know. It's just, all, it's just depressing all around now that I think of it. And I'm just, I'm done with the series. I don't <laughs> talk about this
1: anymore,
0: but I, you know what, though, getting back to what you were saying, though, this, this again, reminds me a little bit of what we were, um, what it all comes down to is that, Edmonton it's like how, how confident can you be when a team that let's be honest like was lucky to be there takes you to 7 missing doubt you know the players that you had mentioned mm-hmm. yeah i don't know man it's it's uh, it's going to be real interesting to see how Edmonton responds in the next round but it, still if if they lose this series like at that point you you would have to think that at some point McDavid is just like Edmonton gets burned to the ground. If, oh, well, I mean, they're not Vancouver, so maybe not burned to the ground. Maybe that's a little, but I think, little dramatic. You but. would think McDavid is just like, all right, you have two choices: uh, you make me player slash GM, or you fucking trade me because I can't take this anymore.
3: The, the <laughs> one thing too for that helps with LA in this series might expose them to they got something building. Maybe you can go and sign in LA and be a part of something building up to a. Uh, another cup contender again
0: sadly well, the see and the thing about these playoffs we talked about it earlier with new york is like the start of something for new york mm-hmm. la this could be the start of you know there was i you know now you asked jerk i was someone who liked la this year
1: yeah <laughs> only a little bit
0: <laughs> maybe i was a year too early but i liked la but dude, I mean, Turcotte and Byfield, and you're eventually going to get out of the Quick contract. Damn, like
1: even then, Quick was good for them this year. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah he what, He, but, you know, a little bit of resurgence. He's got what a year left, I think. Yeah, next year is his last year. Yeah, so maybe yep. he, maybe uh, dude, never underestimate a guy playing in his contract year, my friend. Well, and yeah, and I here's think...
2: the thing with that though is like, uh, quick. I Look, I like Jonathan Quick. I've always been a Jonathan Quick guy, but his style of goaltending, like the way he is all lower body, like his joints are done. I like so I give him a lot of credit for still being able to continue and kind of modify a little bit because you don't see him move around the bottom of the net like he used to because his knees just can't do it anymore.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But I don't know. I. I I, I honestly I wonder how many more years Quick has left because I think
0: that you can tell that. Well, by the, by cop friendly, he has one year left.
2: Well, right, but I don't <laughs> know. What I mean, beyond that though, like, is that going to be it for Jonathan Quick? Or does he have a few more years left in the tank? I'm curious because I think that when you look at Quick of old, like Pete Quick, and and now you can tell that like the wear and tear on his
0: body's definitely taken a toll on his style. No, I'm telling you right now. Quick already has his lifelong membership to the Dustin Brown Golf Course. Well, <laughs>
1: and 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 I think you know, looking at LA as well, you know, they're and we kind of talked about it all year. You know, their blue line, their blue line is very much a. It, it's a project, you know. Sean Dersey was very good for them this year, but I look at their forwards like they this this rebuild that they've been in the last few years. They've put out some very very brutal groups of forwards, you know, Mm -hmm. but you, you kind of look as, uh, you know, I don't uh, hate it. No, but that's the thing. Like, you know, they, they stuck by Anze Kopitar, you know, they kept him around. Obviously he's the big guy. He wears the C, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, acquiring Victor Arvidsson, signing Phil Deneau, you know, putting Alex Ayafalo in a good place. God damn, you know, being patient with Adrian Kempe, you know, mm-hmm. he he he's a 35 goal guy this year after you know barely hitting the teens every other year of his career. You know, being patient with him. Trevor Moore found money, you know, he was a throw in on a trade on a trade with the Leafs and he was stapled to their second line. He had a fit, he had almost 50 points, you know. So L.A. as much as they've been just absolutely brutal the last few years prior to this year. You know, they've done a lot of good work, especially at forward, especially at goaltending. And so, you know, AJ, while you say that you were probably a year ahead of things, you know, I don't think too
0: many people would give you a lot of grief for your pick. I feel you. I feel you on that. But, I mean, you, you know, you you got Byfield for a couple more years at that ELC, and you yeah. don't have a lot of long-term money committed. It's like, yeah, okay, you have Cope Qatar, you have Dano. Uh, I follow for another you know, three seasons. Of but those course. are good players. Th- that's what I'm yeah. saying. Whereas, like pretty much, well, and Dowdy, of course, but everybody else, it's like they have like one year left or their FA, like they're, there's a lot of leverage. And they, uh, you know, what do they have in cab space? You know. Uh, going into next year, they're going to have $20 million. Yeah. Last I looked, you can get a couple of decent players with $20 million.
1: Yeah, I mean, if, if I were them, I think if they want to do this again next year and go further, I think beyond Dowdy and Matt Roy uh, and and Sean Walker, they need to do a complete rebuild of that blue line. You yeah. know, get you know those three are fine. Get Sean Dursey more minutes and then, you know, find some, some more consistently stable guys. And I think LA's in a good spot. You know, Quick played good this year, as you mentioned, Ian. But, you know, Cal Peterson is right there as well. The forwards look good you know someone, someone talked to Rob Blake about Magna and Malash. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I'm with you Ian, you know, the the idea of LA being good again before the sharks are, it does make me want to throw up a little bit. It but does. but at the same time, you got to, you know, what Rob Blake has done to this team is, you know, like it's worthy of a GM of the year award if you ask me. Yeah. It, it is.
2: It, and and again, you know, and it shows that again, you don't have to you don't have to trade everyone away to rebuild like i understand how people are upset with some of the money contracts on the sharks but for the most part la wrote out most of their contracts yeah okay they moved jeff they moved on from like jeff carter and and, you know um alec martinez i guess would be another guy that that went but like you know but they there was guys that obviously either a they didn't want to move like kopitar who i think any you know anyone would be lucky to have anze kopitar in their lineup And then you ride out the Dustin Brown, the, you know, Doughty. I think Doughty's good, but I don't think he's worth his contract good. I think you could have a very similar conversation with Brent Burns as you would about Drew Doughty. (coughs) And and then Jonathan Quick. Yeah. You know, uh, Jonathan Quick was a contract that, again, I think that his style of play has been really hard on his body. And he's had to make some adjustments. And he's not the Jonathan Quick of old, but he's not garbage either.
0: Well, I was hoping we were going to get through the first round of the first hour, and we were very close. We have to move on to try- what was arguably maybe the, one of the most unexpected series. Uh, but, Jerkman, I, I I only have three words for you, sir. Jake fucking Ottinger, brother.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it's it's amazing, uh, you know, from Dallas' perspective, it's amazing – uh what happens, and I guess, you know, nudge, nudge, wink, wink, Bob Bugner, it's amazing what happens when you don't, you know, intentionally jam up a good young player. You know, I mean, a lot of dominoes had to fall this year for Jake Ottinger to get the net, but he got it. He kept it. He played incredibly well. You know, a lot of people are saying that that is the goaltending performance of a lifetime that they've seen. I mean, a nine fifty four save percentage against one of the highest scoring teams in the league in a seven game series. And you know, the fact that like, you just look at his record three, three and uh, three and four, like brutal record. But his numbers, like, you know, they said it on the broadcast last night and we kind of alluded to it here. Like if there's anybody on Dallas, you point the finger at like, Andre's not even in the room because
0: he's gotten a well-deserved no, dude, you know, summer he, off. He's the one that's pointing. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, a, I mean, it's literally, can... he is literally the embodiment of I had my guy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
1: <laughs> you know, and I, and I think, you know, of the teams that have been eliminated, you know, aside from Pittsburgh, Dallas has me interested. I, or intrigued rather, you know, it's very, obviously very similar to Pittsburgh. Whereas, you know, okay, so they took Calgary to seven, and we're all surprised, and it's very awesome. But like, I look at Dallas the same way they look at Pittsburgh. Is like, where do they go from here? Uh, you know, it, it's very obviously the Pavelski hints Robertson show. You know, and I think, you know, I think despite the, you know, myriad of injuries that Tyler Seguin's had to go through, I thought he was an effective player this year. But Jimmy Ben is
0: a kick rocks.
1: I was gonna say, you look at like yeah. Alexander Radulov. Only played mm-hmm. three game, three games in the playoffs. Like he's probably gone. He's a free agent. You know, Jamie Ben, shell of a shell of
0: his former self. Dude, and, he makes Vlasic look young.
1: Right, and 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 you know, obviously, you know, so you're you're you're. you're I, I don't even want to say you're big guys. It's really Jamie Ben and Alexander Radulov who have gone off a cliff faster than like an eighteen wheeler at hundred miles an hour. And, you know, I thought the blue the blue line, I thought, was decent for them in the series. But again, they had to rely too much on Jake Ottinger and, you know, guy was up to the task. But it's chances are you're not going to win a series when you put everything in the hands of your goalie. And, you know, they've had some young guys who have not stepped up. You know, I like Jacob Peterson. I thought he's done well. But, you know, Dennis Guryanov after the bubble, he's been a ghost, you yeah, know. I know. Uh, yeah. Who's the other guy? You know, at the K. Yoel Kivaranta is go. another guy. You you know, I don't think expectations for for him were particularly high. Yeah, but, but in the you, bubble, dude, we kept on hope, bringing up both those guys. Yeah, you Giriano hope people sure. yeah, you hope people take that next step, but specifically Girianov and Kivaranta. I mean, you you just wonder like those are some younger guys, you wonder where they go from here. You know, like you said AJ Jamie Ben, he's the captain. Obviously, he's been around for for the entirety of, you know, this iteration of the Dallas Stars franchise if you will where do they go from there you know I I feel like that's a lot of teams who lost in the first round here you know Dallas as I said Pittsburgh as well um you know they need to take a step back and they need to ask themselves that question
0: let me ask you one follow-up is it odd to you or is it just kind of like expected that once we said the name Otter Ryan was completely quiet in the chat and then boom (laughs) pops yeah. his head up
1: <laughs> no you know what i i i was actually going to mention uh how juiced ryan was about jake ottinger but i didn't want to give him the satisfaction and he 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 you know came out of whatever dude he's straight prairie in.
0: dog the chat dude we said otter and he said whoop <laughs> Oh, yeah. man. You <laughs> know who also right. was really, was really uh,
2: pumped? Jake on just tired before he got drafted. Zach. Zach always talked oh, about
3: yeah, Oh,
1: yeah. Zach Devine mm-hmm. was juiced for him.
3: It, and, and it kind of goes away from everybody saying, oh, be careful about drafting a goalie in the first round. I mean, he, he did a hell of a job, especially late in Game 7. My God, it was craziness to see. But, I mean, you've seen it with with Ottinger this playoff series and have fun signing that contract Dallas along with Jason Robertson. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well,
0: luckily Luckily for them.
3: Yeah. Pavelski
1: (laughs) did Pavelski did him a solid, but no. And you know what, Puckett, I think that goes, that, that does kind of tag on to, you know, the, where do they go from here? The, the, the thing in Dallas's favor rightly or wrongly, is that Robertson and Ottinger both don't have arbitration rights. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, you know, I, I I think it would be kind of a greasy move uh, for Jim Nill to bend both of them over, but I wouldn't be surprised. Stranger things have happened, my friend.
0: Uh, last looks on the uh, Calgary-Dallas series. Anybody else? I, I just, I don't know. I mean, Calgary
2: probably shouldn't have had as much trouble with Dallas as they did. And maybe if Jake Ottinger doesn't stand on his head, maybe this series isn't as close as he made it look. But, man, I I don't know what to make of this Dallas team. Like, to me,
3: this Dallas
2: team's a shit team with one line
3: and a goalie. Yeah,
0: (laughs) we were saying that before.
3: And they somehow pieced it together. He got the hot goaltender. Like we've always said, watch out for whenever – and they made it an interesting one. But, yeah, Calgary, if, uh,
0: you know, shame, I, I think, yeah. Well, it, dude, like, Calgary, Dallas, Edmonton, L.A., like, almost mirror images of each other. You've got, you know, two really strong teams put to the brink. But, like, and here's the problem. Like, Dallas, is Dallas a team on the rise, though? And that's the question I have. But no, because who the like, hell's
2: saying that? No, no, <laughs>
0: that's what I mean. Like,
2: when you, when you talk about, like, who's going forward, like, Dallas is in such a weird limbo thing because, yeah, you got Robertson who doesn't have, like, our favorites, and Ottinger's really young, but, like, your other big scorer was Joe Pavelski who got way more <laughs> mileage, you know, behind him than ahead of him at this point. I don't I, know, I, dude. I Dude's on the come up
0: at 37. Oh, yeah, right. gonna... <laughs> <laughs> Trending up, my Joe man. Pavelski
1: at 45 when the Dallas Stars are actually good.
0: Hell, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll see. i just wonder for dallas i just wonder like it like i almost wonder you know like i i do agree with you yes pavelski's been very good for them i mean we aj and i talked about it uh before kind of offline you know well yeah, yes but specifically you know a couple days ago where it's like you know how many guys set a career high at 37 yeah. like it, it's it's a list of names that's probably
0: shorter than the you know, name Pavelski
1: yeah, I was going to say it's maybe a grocery list long. And, but obviously, you know, as, as Ian said, you know, he's got more miles behind him than in front of him. So I'm, but I'm wondering you, you have sort of this new, this new wave of Dallas stars, right? Where it's, it's rope Bay It's Jason Robertson, It's, it's high and Lindell and Jake Ottinger. Whereas, so are you saying, okay, these five guys, these are going to be our horses and we're going to add to that. And let's try to do it again. Or, you know, does Dallas take a step back and say, you know, we like what we have, but we need more. So goodbye, Ben. Uh, goodbye, John Klingberg. You know, like I'm curious to know if I'm curious to know if Dallas is just happy to be there and they continue to sort of take a step back to move forward. Or if they say, no, we pushed Calgary to the brink. Let's just forget stepping back to move forward. Let's just move forward. I, I'm I, curious I, which I path they I just
2: I think yeah. I think Dallas is in denial of the state of their team. I sure. think they're still they're still sitting in the afterglow of being in the Cup <laughs> final a couple of years ago, and they think
0: they're they're still good. Yeah, I would agree with that. But am I the only one that's a little disappointed that we don't get Pavelski versus Kane in the next round? Quite no, Dallas is bloodbath baby well yeah yeah, i know but if you're a sharks fan you're looking at that going oh wouldn't that be so i'm the worst sharks fan ever then Ah. yeah i
1: I, i'm not i don't
0: care either Uh, yeah i know we you don't care about anything (laughs) as far as i'm
1: concerned as far as i'm concerned if ander kane was never on
0: the sharks there you go all right let's move on uh just real real quick bracket rankings uh now look i gotta say you know a couple days ago looked at the bracket ranking i'm not feeling too good about myself you know, you it's should've. like after a weekend of uh, picking out, you step on that scale Monday morning and you're kind of like, oh, I kind of did it wrong. <laughs> and that was kind of how I felt after what I want to say, like maybe game five of the Rangers. All I know is uh, I got a uh, hockey jerk waving down at me. He's like tied for six and I'm like tied for 19th. And I'm like, man, did I fuck up? And then like so- this morning I looked up and it's like we're both tied at like fifth. And I'm like, oh, what's happening, motherfucker?" Yeah, so they uh so you know, everything's been updated
1: obviously to reflect round two starting tomorrow. Uh you and I are you and I are tied at ninth, although big mistake on your part. You you, you know, <laughs> you you were uh you know, you were getting the uh you were getting the milk and cookies fed to you from Joe Thornton and uh, it's gonna bite you on the ass in it round is. two, but it is.
3: It but is. you know,
1: we're we're tied for ninth and I'm just going through. We got Ian uh firmly in sixteenth, and uh on uh puck guy 29th so <laughs> i mean i'm there for six out of eight and i actually called the sweep of colorado <laughs> wow that's actually see and that's the thing like okay so we we all you know puck guy did six out of eight we all did seven out of eight. Oh, congratulations as far as i'm concerned if you got the games right to me that is the most difficult thing to predict yeah. if you yeah. got at least one right i think you're in there i got but, that carolina yeah i got i think i got one for sure i might have gotten two I don't know about um, <laughs> any. But, yeah, <laughs> but <you laughs> I, know, there's there's still plenty of time. Like I said, the person who's in first place, uh, Shark Attack Thirty Nine. I don't know if you're listening or not, but if you are, shout out to you, eight for eight on the series, and they picked three of the series lengths correctly. Damn, crushing, that's... crushing it. And as an aside, uh, Anthony Moz Morris in second place. I only mention that because uh, we love to see people who love to make fun of aj at the top of any list they're involved in sure absolutely
0: <laughs> all right let's move on to the second round and try to get through this <laughs> as quickly as possible because we've already gone way too long somebody let the affiliates know it's okay uh, it's our network It's, oh, our, empire. it's oh, okay. our we own the empire well. well then fuck the affiliates <laughs> it's our empire <laughs> all right so look round one uh, Tampa versus Florida. I got to be honest. I, you know, I took Florida to win the whole fucking thing. Now, that was more my heart than my head because I was, you know, win it for jumbo. I, you know, realistically, I'm like, eh, Colorado's going to win the whole fucking thing. But <laughs> at this point, I look at Tampa and I I kind of, I'm like, jerks talked me into it, man. I'm sleeping giant. They, ah. Uh, I'm 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 gonna say I hate to say this, but I'm gonna say right now, despite what my bracket says, uh, what do they call it? Variable change. Uh, I'm taking Tampa and six.
1: Well, and and I think, uh, you know, I was actually talking to Ryan about this on Saturday during Game Seven, but I feel as though, um, you know, this seven-game series for Tampa Bay was really, really challenging for them. Probably the biggest challenge they've faced in their, you know, two... Really, even if you go back further to, you know, when they won the President's Trophy three years ago, really the biggest challenge they've faced. And, you know, I think they won. It was in seven. It was extremely ugly, but they won. And I'm kind of wondering, yes, they're going against Florida, but I feel like getting past Toronto in the ugly, tough way that they did is going to be like a gorilla on their back. I think... I. Don't ask me to pick a, a length because I'm not going to, but I wouldn't be surprised if Tampa Bay handles them quicker than the experts think.
3: All right. Just because the gorilla is off their back.
0: All right. Eric, what's yours?
3: Yeah, I, I kind of go with what Jerk was saying. You know, Florida kind of scared me a little bit that they were on the verge of going down 3-1. Uh, they really need to get more consistently with Bobrovsky. Uh, they need to get Jumbo in there just to get the get the boys going personally but
1: he's their fifteenth best forward. I don't know about that.
3: It just needs to get into one <laughs> and then he's gonna
0: you know oddly enough also their second best goalie. <laughs> right. Uh but I, I w- w- Yeah I I,
3: I I just think unfortunately it's gonna be Tampa and I I'm with you Jerick. I think I'm gonna be a little bit bold, go against what I have for my bracket, Tampa and five.
0: Wow. Yeah, Uh, I can see it. Everybody watching in the chat, let us know who you think is going to take this Tampa or Florida. How many games? Ian, what do you say? Tampa in six. Um, Again, I think
2: Vasilevsky really came on as the I didn't think he was that good to start the series, but I thought he came on a lot at the end. Braden Point concerns me. Um, with the way it was game seven, he went down or game six mm-hmm. or game, seven, game he went seven down that concerns me a little bit, but I just look, you want to talk about you talked earlier about monkeys on the back? Well, Tampa's a big monkey for Florida to like Florida has to if Florida's gonna do anything, they have to beat the lightning and the road was always gonna go through Tampa for them. and I won't believe it until I see it. So I'm going Tampa.
0: all right. <laughs> Uh let's say in in Ryan pointing this out if only Edmonton was back in their blues like yep. they like they will be next year but yeah it's all red blue this year. So Rangers Carolina uh on this one I'm I'm riding the uh the Ranger train till she dies uh Rangers in 7 jerk.
1: You know I I took the Hurricanes over the Penguins obviously the Penguins didn't win. And so I think logic would say, Hey, take the hurricanes over the Rangers. But I, I go back to what I, what Ian said, where it's like Frederick Anderson is still a bit of a question mark. anti Ranta is made of glass and similar to LA, uh, you know, getting emotional, moral victories over the Oilers. I wonder if the Rangers sort of dispatching the penguins will give them that same feeling, especially if they can steal game one against the hurricanes. Like, I don't see the Rangers – like, if the Rangers ended up losing in four in this round, I, I wouldn't be that surprised. But the way they've played despite their adversity and sort of the, the swings of emotion that we've seen from them, like, I could see them carry that a bit further along. And I know Ian says, you know, they've got a punch square in the nose that's coming. Yeah. But <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if it comes later than we all think. So what's your pick? I I don't know. I feel stupid for saying this, but I feel like I want to say the Rangers in seven.
0: All right, th- hold on. Are you calling me stupid then? No, I'm just calling <laughs> the idea of a team
1: as good as Carolina losing stupid.
0: All right, puck guy.
3: Yeah, I, it's, it's tough. If the goaltender situation in Carolina was a lot easier to figure out and I just keep looking to see if there's any updates on, on Freddie, nope. uh, I, I would say you know maybe give a slight edge to Carolina, and I, I love me some Max Domi, but I think the Rangers can pull this one out. Uh will Barkley could grow get back in the lineup? I doubt it, but I don't think they need them right now. They're on a good run right now. The Battle of Tony D'Angelo uh I guess you can call it, but uh Rangers in seven.
0: Oh, Ian, uh certainly not the uh the, the tiebreaker. Go ahead.
3: Yeah, sorry. Um
0: <laughs> be the hero. It's No, I can't be the hero because my bracket says the Rangers
2: are going to the conference final, and I'm going nice. to stick with that. Although, <laughs> wow. although, I will say this. The Rangers are probably one of the worst 5v5 teams left in the playoffs, and that gives me a great deal of concern. But I think goaltending wins playoff series, and I will take Shishterkin yeah. over Auntie Ranta any day of the week.
0: There you go. How many games? Seven, because right. I don't fuck. <laughs> wow. This might be the all this, all this, this might be the only time we've ever unanimous, unanimously agreed on anything. If I had anything. a coin, pocket, I'd flip it right now, but I just figured, whatever,
2: I'll go with my bracket. Um, but if I had a coin in my pocket, I'd, I'd probably have flipped it on air. Yeah, that worked get...
0: out real well for you in the first round. Well, pal. it did not
1: work very well
2: in the here, first round. Let, here,
0: let, let's
1: fuel, fuel to the fire, okay? Heads, Rangers, tails, Hurricanes. Here we go. Heads. Rangers are going to win. There you go. That's you all go. that matters. There you have it. Our, our uh, very expert uh, analysis. Shout out to <laughs> you know this coin-flipping uh, website that I found on Google. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Didn't
1: even use a real coin.
0: Uh, Alden coming in says, no 3 Pete for the Lightning. Cats in seven. We'll see how I, I that happens. don't no know, in the field that's going to stop them from getting there. I know. I know. Uh, Alden also saying, head says Carolina in six. Heart says Goody and Brawner in seven. Take it. Uh, Vasilevsky hmm. still
3: hasn't lost consecutive games in the playoffs in in forever. Yeah, that's
0: yeah, true. All right, let's move on to the more fun division, or I'm sorry, conference. Uh, St. Louis versus Colorado. Uh, th- now here's the oh. here's the funny thing: is earlier today, there was a thing on uh, on a, whether it was the Athletic or ESPN or whatever, where they pull you know 18 personalities or whatever. And the funny thing is, when it came to the matchups in the Eastern Conference, it was evenly split. You had nine people taking one, the Rangers, nine people taking Carolina, nine people taking Florida, nine people taking Tampa. On the west side of the coin, completely different. Again, unanimous. Everybody taking Colorado, everybody taking Calgary. Uh, You know, I'm going to be a little... uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a little trepidatious because St. Louis knocked out the Wild. I thought I thought it was going to be a, a wild win, and at the very least, I thought it was going to be a little closer than that. But I, I think St. Louis's luck is going to run out just because Colorado is going to exercise some demons of the past. But I do think this might go the distance. But I'm still, I'm going to say Colorado in six. Jerk yeah
1: you know i agree with you i mean i as i said i i thought picking minnesota was a fool's game on your part oh my god i get it all right (laughs) (laughs) and no but but honestly like i like i feel like the blues i kind of feel like everybody was sleeping on the blues a little bit right i mean they you know they led the league in 20 goal scores like they score a stupid amount of goals but you know despite that as as you kind of talked about aj you know the uh You know, the Blues, as good as they are, I think Colorado is better than them, you know, and I just top to bottom, I think the goaltending is better. The defense is much better, especially St. Louis has dealt with injuries and, you know, all their guys are they're back and they're playing. But are they 100 percent? Who's to say? And I do agree with you. You know, you exercise some demons, you know, second round loss to the Sharks then a second-round loss to the Stars, then a second-round loss to the Golden Knights. Eventually, if they want to do something notable, like a first-round win, you know, they swept this year, swept last year, five games two years ago, five games three years ago. They're good in the first round. We get it. Do something in the second round. Similar to the Maple Leafs. You know, Ian always says Maple Leafs are good. Win the first round. Colorado is good. Win the second round. Colorado in six.
0: And I, I don't think you can under, underestimate the uh, how much Colorado's been helped by getting rid of Donskoy. So, <laughs> <laughs> I I didn't think that's where you were going, but I, I you know I approve. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Hot Wheels saying if Colorado struggles with anyone, it will be St. Louis. I can see yeah, that. Yeah, I can see that. Alden yeah. Alden saying and six. He agrees unless Cadre goes Cadre. Uh, <laughs> well, and
1: and this this series is kind of like the perfect, you know, the the perfect uh, oh, sort dude, of Nazem's, where
0: Nazem's going to kill somebody or he's going to be a like ultra boy. It's going to be one or the other.
1: But you know, you just think about it. Colorado is very run and gun, high speed, high skill. Where St. Louis, as good as they are, they play a bit more of a bruising game. Mm-hmm. And so you, it's sort of like the the you know. The two major schools
0: of thought, like, who's going to prevail this time? Yeah, ask Hurdle about that bruising game. Uh, yeah. Put guy.
3: Leave it in the past. <laughs> the Leave past, it in the past, yes, but but you know what? The Blues have that balance of scoring and, and hitting. Will that be effect against Landeskog, who can be a little bit of a hothead as well, along with Kadri? We'll see, but that team is very capable of scoring i just don't see the blues getting out of this and i'm gonna go consensus again blue uh
0: avalanche and six uh ian are you willing to play the hero or are you uh play, are you sheeping it the whole way
2: no i'm not gonna play the hero
0: but i think that <laughs> i'm going to choose a different number of games
2: i'm gonna choose no here, here's the thing with here's the thing right oh, like dude, i thought so you're nasty. gonna
0: throw a bomb and just be like abs and four move on bitches <laughs> no, God. No.
2: I, I think that the rest versus rest thing is going to come into play here. I wouldn't be shocked to see Colorado stumble out of the gate here after not playing for a while, after Good the point. series that the Blues just played. Like, if the Blues come out and get up a couple of games, like, wouldn't shock me at all. Ultimately, I still think Colorado's the best team left in the West, and they should beat St. Louis, should. But I don't think it's going to be easy. I agree with the chat. Like, I think if any team is going to give Colorado the fear of death, it's going to be St. Louis when I look at the teams that are left. I think it's going to be Colorado and seven, man, but St. Louis is upset fuel written all over it.
0: All right, so three of us going in six, Ian saying seven. Cool. Yeah, uh, cause I just I just think St. Louis is going to come out of the gate hard. I feel you. What, everybody, in similar. The, hold on, everybody in the chat. Let's hear yours. Go ahead, jerk. And
1: sim similar to that, like what Ian's talking about. You know, Colorado kind of stubbing their toe. Like you know, we with the exception of Ian, all of us said six games. It wouldn't surprise me if Colorado wins this in six games after being down 0-2. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Completely. That, that's that big old rust factor for sure.
1: Yeah, rust, and also, as we talked about, they played Nashville, who. Let's be honest. Like, there's a reason they were the 16th (laughs) team out of 16.
0: I I (laughs) like, dude. Literally, the way you just said Nashville, it was like you'd cleaned something off the bottom of your shoe. (laughs) Their performance reminded me a lot of that. I'll be honest with you, but you
1: know, they played Nashville, where it was like, okay, you know, the series was over after game one. Let's be honest. And after game two, sure, but after game two, like the the Nashville was broken after that. Well, the, the, I mean, the fact that Nashville, <laughs> they gave big save Dave a first period and they were like, you know what? We're good. Um, <laughs> but now they have to play a real NHL team and it's going to oh. be interesting to see what happens.
0: <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, finally, <laughs> Damn. I, I think the one that we might be the most excited about Edmonton versus Calgary, simply based on the fact that their primary yes. color isn't blue. I don't know. It'll stand out from the other matchups. I but, mean they're wearing blue. Yeah. Really yeah. The navy blue, but it's still blue. Yeah. So, yes. Edmonton versus Calgary. This again going back to what I was saying earlier about you had all the prognosticators they they're very sure in their picks for the West. It's all Colorado. It's all Calgary. Uh for me, I, I just look I feel Edmonton has a bit more firepower. Uh, you know you you've got Kane second leading scorer right. Uh, you obviously have the best player in the league. You have Seidel. There are pieces there, but Calgary to me it's it's goaltending. When you match up that like not to disparage Smith he's he's had a good run, but I have more faith in Markstrom. And if you go and look at Hockey Jerk's Twitter, he told you last night. Goudreau, he's broken the narrative after last night. So maybe Goudreau like stands out in this one. Maybe Lucic goes and kills Connor McDavid. We don't know. But this is another one. I I hope this goes the distance, but I'm going to go with Calgary in seven jerk.
1: Yeah. I like that you mentioned, you know, Johnny Goudreau kind of getting the monkey off his back a little bit with the OT winner last night. And as much as it's been very fun for me to call out Johnny Gaudreau in the playoffs the last few years, but he finally broke through last night. And I wonder if that's just going to be, it's going to be off the races to the him off to the races for him where, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if this game go. I think this series is going to go seven games. I'm with you, AJ, Mm -hmm. but I, I wouldn't be surprised if Gaudreau's, you know, similar to Jake Gensel last round, you know, a goal in every game, you know, just because that monkey is off the back and, you know, the goaltending, matchup is very obviously in Calgary's favor as you mentioned I think Calgary's defense is better yes Edmonton has more high-end talent but Calgary's depth talent is much better yep. and worth saying and I know you just threw it up on the live video as well Leon Dreisaitl has what people are thinking is a high ankle sprain and yes he played in game seven
0: wasn't easy so it's it wasn't a case of being pissy it's no something. okay and
1: that's it, it's just you wonder yes dry is one guy pretty big guy you know
0: so your take is calgary in seven games all right same as me jerk or i'm sorry puck guy uh
3: yeah i'm kind of in the consensus as well i think calgary has a better goaltending like you said grant and mike smith can steal a game edmonton to me i think has the better offensive power but you also look at you know, not just Goudreau, but you also have Toffoli, Mangiapane, uh, among the likes. And they're also a bruising team, too. I think they're going to beat these guys up, kind of like what St. Louis did to San Jose a few years ago in the conference final. And I, I just look at it as Calgary's just the scotch better team overall, and I say they win in six.
0: Uh, Ian, I mean, obviously Calgary has the more grizzled veteran behind the bench. He's been there a couple times, knows how to get it done, where Woodcroft... Uh, you know, he's 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 been around the he's been around too. Here, here's the thing, like, but I, you
2: know what though? I'll I will say this though. Oh, like, hero alert coming. No, no, I, no, <laughs> not hero alert. But like, <laughs> I thought Daryl Sutter. Like, as much as I don't think much of Rick Bonus, I think Rick Bonus kind of a coach Sutter for a lot of that series against Dallas. Really? I think that series went a little bit longer than it should. To me, this is one of those... This series is going to be awesome. Like, these teams absolutely hate each other. And it's playoffs. The key for me is going to be Kachuk. Because <laughs> I think Kachuk, when they started the series against Dallas, spent too much time trying to be Ryan Reeves. When he's a much better player than Ryan Reeves. Yes, mm-hmm. he can be annoying and he can be pesty. But this guy has all the offensive talent in the world, Right? Is he going to spend another half a series trying to be Ryan Reeves when he should be scoring goals?
0: Well, and that it's weird, to me is the key. Weird. Why do you want to be Ryan Reeves when you have Lucic on your team? Exactly. Because he's better at it. True. True. So with w- with the scoring touch. So, Sorry. so what's your take then? Um,
2: I, I I'm 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 going to be here in, in the number of games. I don't think the series is going to go as long as people want it to. Cause I just, mm. I just think, I think, I think Calgary in five, man.
0: Oh, wow. ooh. Dig it. well,
2: I just, I Dig think it. that Calgary, like, yes, Edmonton has the higher end talent. And maybe if, if, if Edmonton's going to win this series, McDavid's going to have to drag them kicking and screaming. Over the line. <laughs> See, and but I think that. But you know, if you can get Kachuk to find that perfect balance between being a scoring threat and just driving McDavid crazy, <clears throat> I think we've we've seen Edmonton unravel during the regular season playing Calgary. I think that. I think if they can get under McDavid's skin, Leon Dreisettle not being a hundred percent. Again, I'll take Markstrom over Mark Smith or Mike Smith any day of the week. <laughs> uh, I I think I think I, I, I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be end quicker than we want it to but it's gonna be glorious it's gonna be the best five games we've ever watched <laughs> <laughs> and I it's think it's gonna be the playoff.
1: <laughs> like this is gonna be the I think this is gonna be the series that we talk about at the end of the playoffs. Go ahead, Sir Jerk, sorry. Totally. And 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 the the other thing here to point out as well is yes, Calgary they ultimately got the win against Dallas, but you look at their players, you know, Elias Lindholm only 5 points in the series to Foley 2 points with one goal. Same thing with Monjapone. Blake Coleman had an assist in 7 games. There are a a handful of guys on Calgary who you know, if you're a Flames fan, you obviously hope, but just as somebody who you know, has watched the sport, you, you kind of say, okay, these guys got another level to get to. They sort of, you know, they sort of floated by in round one and now in round two, you know, they, they need to kick it into gear and they need to get back to where they were during the regular season. Whereas you look at the Edmonton Oilers, you know, uh, a Vander Kane, despite what you may say about him as a person, you know he he was probably their best player in the series besides Connor McDavid. Leon Drysaddle played very well, as did Nugent Hopkins. You maybe want more from a Yamamoto and a Pulley but I feel like in terms of the offense, I feel Edmonton has sort of they sort of emptied the tank on LA, whereas I feel Calgary's got another level to get to. And so, yep. even though I said seven games because I think this will ultimately this series will be like a bloodbath yeah i do i do wonder if calgary finds a way to clean up and handle it closer to what ian is thinking yeah see, and in the chat I'm, I'm already too, in the leaning chat, six
2: something uh, in the chat like and and i maybe i'm on the wrong track because i think chat's more accurate hot wheels 84 saying you know Maybe maybe it's not McDavid you need to pull off his game. It's just Evander Kane you need to get running around like a chicken with his head. Because we've seen Evander Kane run around like a chicken with his head cut off.
0: Dude, I was just about to bring up, and I'm like, dude, you're facing a team with Lucic and Kachuk. I'm like, I'm already setting the over under at a half a game of the suspension for Kane. Dude. Hammer the over. Hammer it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like it, it would be the least shocking to me to see Evander Kane get a suspension in this game. But uh, I am a fan, as you know, of chaos. I, I'm a card-carrying member of the uh, Ian Chaos Club. Uh, how great would it be just to see McDavid make it to the second round for just a second time and then get his ass swept? I would like.
1: I got. If we're I, I, I chaos, wish good things
2: for McDavid. I just want mm-hmm. Evander Vander Kane to fuck off.
0: Well, that too. Yeah, it's no, just I'm with, I'm with you. On... It's, uh, Kane is the or, uh, McDavid is just the collateral damage from that dream yep. coming true. Yep.
1: Right, and and you know, in watching Game Seven of the Oilers Kings game, you know, you see, you see McDavid's celebration when he gets that goal. Like, you can't help but feel pumped for him. Because, like, oh, yeah. he's the guy, shows up every day, does what he needs to do. And it's kind of the supporting cast that has let him down. That said, in the name of chaos, in the name of agitating, in the name of all of it. Oh my God. This one, right? AJ, I don't know if you want to put another fiver on this or not. <laughs> in before. Well, I keep winning. <laughs> in, in before, McDavid gets a fine for slashing. Oh, I think you mentioned Lucic. Uh you didn't K-Chuck. even you mentioned Kachuk. You didn't even mention Dylan Dubey
0: Who? I think <laughs> McDavid is gonna get pushed over the edge in this series. No. I hope they both dude, McDavid and Kane dual suspensions. That would be great. <laughs> uh if that happens, you heard it here first. I'm just saying. Uh, so we, we got to move on guys. Uh, we, we saw some moves today or over the course of the week, uh, that, uh, some bench bosses have been shown the door. The Islanders fired trots. Uh, I don't know who wants to go first on this, but I, I, I'm a little shocked by that. Like I get that the Islanders so did not meet where the expectations were this year, but trots has one hell of a resume. Like, I feel like he's earned like a shitty year.
3: Yeah, I mean, what won a cup with Washington in 2018, gets with the Islanders, uh, 2019 Jack Adams, and then gets them to the Final Four back to back years, and then you have to start the first what month and a half on the road. Come on, Lou.
1: Anybody else? I just think I just think it comes down to his relationship with the player personnel, specifically Matthew Barzell, mm-hmm. and I know. That fire has already but it kind of been put out. You know, the Trots barzel feud, it doesn't exist. You know, you already have people saying that. But, yeah, uh, you know, Trotz did help Matt Barzel c- develop his defensive game, no doubt about that. But it was at the expense of his offensive talent. And I wonder, even though the Islanders are built as that defensively stout kind of bruiser, stick-check-the-hell-out-of-you, I wonder at the same time if they recognize where the Eastern Conference is going and realize that they need to, you know, uh, enhance the offensive silky skill as opposed to making it a secondary.
0: Well, like the Sharks going from DeBoer to Bugner, uh Ian, <laughs> they go from Trotz to Lambert.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, um, I think. I, I, I kind of wonder if this was another factor, too, because I think Lambert was a guy who I think a lot of teams were going to want to talk to this summer. Um, So I kind of wonder if they were like, oh, well, you know, we can just get rid of Trotz. I don't understand. Like, I think, remember how I said earlier how, like, history is going to be a lot kinder to Marc-Andre Fleury than it should be? Mm-hmm. Ditto Lou
0: Lamorello. All right. Agreed. Um. Speaking of fired coaches, Peter DeBoer shown the door. Uh, <laughs> and team then, fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, right. And not long afterwards, we also heard that Steve Spott and I can't remember the other guy. Anybody? Other guy. Yeah, other guy also got shown the door. I mean, Steve Spott should have been shown the door, like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Two teams ago. Yeah,
0: exactly. you <laughs> right? What the <laughs> shit? But... Uh, Look, I always got to call that Gen X when because he, he he's Who? he said it. He said, "Look, the first year of DeBoer is the best DeBoer, and after that, it it never gets better." So I think that's not the story here, though. The story here is you want to talk about we talk about the way blah, that he, blah, blah, he completely Vegas. fucked up his goaltending situation. No, 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 no,
2: <laughs> that too. No, but here, but we talk about Vegas being so ruthless and going through players and blah 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 blah. This is their third coach in five years,
0: but. The Sharks had three coaches in five years.
1: The Sharks weren't a good team, though their first Correct. five years. That
0: other than this year, Vegas
2: has been a playoff <laughs> team, uh, and and f- up until this year, like in previous years, they were a heavily favored playoff team. At that, right. This year, things kind of go off the rails for them. Um, obviously, injuries. Although, um, the gentleman at Sinbin put out a really good article. It's like they're you know the front office is going to blame injuries but that was the plan going into the season so to to throw that as an excuse like is ridiculous and he's right and i think yeah. the bloodletting should probably go higher than the coaching at this point but at the same time it's like at some point people are gonna be like man i don't want anything to do with vegas if whether i'm gonna a, a coach a player or any like you know just because yeah. like oh you
0: want to sign a long term here we'll throw you out in the snow in in two months Well, there's a lot of fans that I noticed that were, they don't, they didn't have the pitchforks out for DeBoer. It's for McCrimmon and McVie who they want. Well,
2: I think they had pitchforks out for DeBoer too,
0: but they just, you know, it's
2: kind of like the same reason that I had like pitchforks out for, for Doug Wilson over DeBoer, because it was like, if, if you're not changing the people that are making all the front office decisions, then you're just rearranging deck chairs by changing coaches.
3: I mean, the, obviously, the, the one guy that feels probably the most safest one is Mark Stone with his no move. I mean, nothing yeah. in Vegas. I, you know, same with Alex Petrangelo. I mean, you, you have a no move, you're not going anywhere. Yeah, but that, yeah, that, you're right. I'm looking you know, at all these guys that have modified no traits on Cap Friendly. I'm like, oh, man, you guys are so screwed in a year or so. How many playoffs has Jack Eichel seen?
2: Zero. Zero. Oh, The Jack Eichel talk is so dumb, though. It's like if you like it's fun, though, I understand. I I get it's fun, but it's so (laughs) fucking brain dead because like, oh, look, another coach that Jack Eichel's killed. Jack Eichel had nothing to do with Peter DeBoer getting fired. Peter DeBoer got himself fired.
3: True. But wasn't there that one graphic that we saw? I forget who had it on the telecast that when when Jack Eichel and this is purely coincidental, I'm not blaming him on it. But when Jack Eichel got into the lineup, everything seemed to just go even further down the wayside. I mean, Vegas was already struggling as it is uh or was uh in there, but
2: I think man. Jack Eichel's a convenient scapegoat, though. Absolutely. Not having Alec Martinez, not having Mark Stone in the lineup. Like those things are going to have an impact. And was I think it, it's easy
1: to blame Jack Eichel for everything. Didn't
2: Petra only play like
0: half the season or something?
1: Dude, mm-hmm. every that's the thing. Everybody was hurt. And I know, you know, injuries are part of the game. You don't want to make excuses for anybody, especially the Vegas Golden Knights. But at the same time, like they didn't have a single person play all eighty-two games. Yeah. And they didn't have a single person. And like when you're I know you say, oh, injuries are part of the game. You have to fight through it. You gotta figure it out and move on. When your captain, your one of your best wingers, when he plays forty five percent of the season, not a recipe for success. When your best goal scorer plays 45% of the season, not a recipe for success. When your you know, when your number 2 and number 3 defensemen both miss significant amounts of time, not a recipe for success. When your goalie gets injured and then the coach is a fucking asshole to him, not exactly a rescue <laughs> dude.
0: for success. Well, I was going to say, Leonard also seems like he can be a bit of a space case from time to time as well. No,
1: no, Leonard's cool, he's like, dude. Cool. Yeah, I'm not saying We're he's not cases. cool.
0: Yeah, they're all fucking, yeah, they're all <laughs> wigging out on something. But, I mean, I said it before, you asked Jerk, I said it before the season. I'm like, Leonard could implode, and that would bring down the entire team. And I'm not but saying he Mark imploded, Andre Fleury but, could implode. Nick would have done the same thing. True, but uh, <laughs> Mark I don't Andre
1: know. Fleury has imploded.
0: Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I mean, think of where this team is without Logan Thompson. I mean,
1: yeah, yikes. and you know what? And he's at the World Championship now for his for his play. I don't know. I just I know people are going to say what they want to say about Robin Leonard, but you just and I you just look at what happened with him. Like you know he he's injured, and and nothing is confirmed. And obviously, Leonard will be the first to tell you that he's not confirming shit. But yeah. You know, word on the street was that he was dealing. You know, somebody said his back was messed up. Uh, it came out that he broke he broke his kneecap and just all uh, all kinds of shit going on. And so Vegas asks him to back up when
0: he's injured. Which well, I think it was a, up. I but, think it was a pay uh, a cap move for that.
1: Which is that's not his problem. That's, oh, you're yeah. right.
0: You're right. And then and then to
1: follow that up, he says, "You know what? I've got all these injuries going on. I need to shut it down." And what does DeBoer say to the media? I'm worried about the people who are here. Go fuck yourself.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. That,
2: that no, was they, that was absolute bullshit. DeBoer, yeah. Peter DeBoer's a shit coach, but he's going to get hired
0: again because shit coaches
2: get hired all the time.
0: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Um, uh, I did want to answer Your one question. Your coach is the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, Danelle <laughs> oh. Weaver. Who do you guys have winning in each series? Uh, Danelle, do us a favor. Roll it back about 40 minutes, and you'll find out. You'll get it all. <laughs> you will get it all. Uh, and okay, we we gotta speed this along, boys. Uh, the Stockton Heat are evidently leaving Stockton. Does anybody sucks care? For Stockton. Okay, I, sucks I for Stockton. It's, it's, there you go.
2: Listen, listen. Here's the thing. Like Stockton has always been a good drawing team. I mm-hmm. don't know what happened this year. Like I don't know if it's a COVID thing this year where they weren't able to do capacity or whatever. Like this year, their attendance is like about 1,700 averaging. But like this is a team that gen- that generally. Like back in fifteen, like sixteen, seventeen, like they were a forty-five hundred average seat team in the AHL. That's
0: really good for an AHL team. Well, they, to be they were, to be fair, Stockton makes Calgary look like Manhattan. But yes,
3: but they they also were when they had the Thunder in the ECHL. They were like number one in attendance all the time. I think Calgary didn't do. They're marketing well enough, uh, to be quite honest, and, and just lost it. The other thing, too, now is because Stockton's no longer there, sharks, you've got to step it up. This is what I've been taught, preaching about for years. You've got to get Northern California on the map for this. Yeah, you're not going to move the Barracuda because you got a brand new building, but you got to reach out to Northern California, not just the Bay Area and San Jose, to well, uh, and, to get that.
1: And, you know, we talked about it. This is a bit of a throwback, but, you know, going back to, you know, back to when we would do Barracuda After Dark, you know, me mm-hmm. and Kevin, Zach, Drew, all those guys. Like, how many times did we bring up the fact that there were a lot of Stockton Heat fans who are Sharks fans? Yep. And yeah. that and that goes back to the Stockton Thunder, as you said, Eric. It goes back to, you know, Stockton is, you know, depending on the day, time of day, and the traffic between, you know, what, 90 minutes and two hours away from San Jose? Maybe a le- mm-hmm. little bit less. and. No, I'm with you on that, Eric. I don't know. Will we see Sharks Ice at Stockton? I don't know. But with how many Sharks fans and how many Barracuda fans live in Stockton, I think it would be a better investment than Sharks Ice at Fremont, which is a dump, or Sharks Ice at Oakland, which is in the ghetto. Yeah,
3: you know, and, well, and the rink that they have there is is a little sus.
0: Yeah. The the thing being as well is that if you're coming from like the area where Eric is, where Concord or up in that whole neck of the woods the distance between Stockton and San Jose is almost negligible Mm -hmm. so maybe they can you know if they push it that way who knows but anyway uh yeah I mean but
2: even like Kevin in the chat saying like they've been drawn for like but even in 2018-19 before the pandemic they were still drawing 3,600 people on average I mean it's dropped off like 2019-20, 2019-20, it went down, and then this year, they, were worse, like, they draw worse than the Barracuda right now. And yeah. I don't know why, again, I don't know why that is.
0: Like uh, I and the other, Alden, and the other... Alden in the chat saying, I thought the idea was to bring the development team closer to the NHL club. Absolutely. They're going to put yeah. it in Canada.
2: But well, question... I get that, too, yeah, for sure.
3: My question is, is, how long does Bakersfield have the Condors? Will Edmonton move up because you have the Canucks with Abbotsford? Now you're going to have Calgary somewhere in Alberta— do the Oilers move them up because you also have Manitoba right nearby? Plus, if I'm not mistaken, and Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong,
0: nine, ten teams in the Pacific Division now in the AHL. There was talk about shifting it to where you would yeah. balance them out, move Colorado right. and move Arizona over. But-, but
1: yeah, and that's and that's the thing is, is is I know it's you want to build the sport of hockey, right? You know, there's too much hockey is not a bad thing at all but it almost feels like southern southern california specifically it's a bit inundated with hockey where you have you've have the bakersfield as you said you've got the goals palm springs hockey club is going to be there at some point i'm sure kevin will tell us and i know they have a name i just don't remember it firebirds <laughs> yeah and but point being is you know i think it's a lot of that where it's like you have all these you know ahl teams which don't historically draw well as it is and then you you've got a bunch of them in a very sort of small drivable area i think san diego to bakersfield is maybe two hours you know so i wonder there's that element but as you said eric like do the bakersfield uh condors do they make more sense in you know in a Kelowna, in a medicine hat in a red deer you know somewhere close by to edmonton even put him i mean if you want to you know i don't know what the preference is on a location, but even, you know, do something, you know, get a little crazy. Spokane, Saskatoon, Swift Current, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, Uh, Get wild. In the chat, Mikey's saying, uh, Oakland is a unique town. Surprised me the most in the Bay Area. Yeah, unique in the fact that they hate fucking
1: sports teams yeah no kidding man no unique is being very very polite i think but this is this is not a california geography podcast but that might be a thing in the future yeah Uh,
0: (laughs) sharks at worlds jerks do jerk, do your worst
1: well so the sharks have 10 players who are playing at the world champion championship excuse me um this and you know if you can if you go on elite prospects you can find all the stats and breakdowns but the thing that stands out to me You know, Joachim Blickfeld is evidently scoring hat-tricks at will. Uh, He's
2: playing some (laughs) shit teams, though.
1: Yeah, he's definitely, you know, he had a hat-trick against, I believe it was Great Britain. And, you know, unfortunately, Great Britain is not well-known for their hockey program. Um, But, you know, that's kind of impressed me. They are known for their
0: poor dental program. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Timo Meyer Um... has... It, it is a little scary because this is the second year in a row that he's played with Nico Heischer and they've vibed really well off of each other. Um, and then obviously, you know, you remember last year there were those Meyer to New Jersey rumors. And so you get a little nervous, but maybe this summer it'll go the other way and we'll get Nico Heischer. I hope not. Um, the, you know, Rudolphs Balzers is point his point per game uh, for Latvia. He's also wearing an A, which... You know, letters on the jersey are meaningless, but, you know, for people in certain circles, that's a big deal. And so I think that's pretty cool. Um, Noah Gregor with two goals. Guy couldn't score all year. Now he's getting goals like you wouldn't believe. Anybody else? Ian? Uh, I'm a true Canadian. I don't give a shit about the fucking world championships. <laughs> <laughs> I care about two
2: things. Okay, three things. I care about Olympics when NHLers are there, world juniors, and World Cups when NHLers are there. <laughs> I care about tournaments that Canada has a good chance of winning when we have like actual teams and not, you know, the 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 C team wearing the maple leaf.
1: I don't know. I mean, I feel like I don't know. I feel like this is always said about international tournaments, but specifically Canada, you could ice three teams worth of rosters that could all win. A championship i know you i'm with you the world championship is largely bullshit uh but it's just there's so much better
2: hockey going on like you know what i mean like there's mm-hmm. stanley yeah. cup playoffs there's junior hockey plus memorial cups right around the corner i just i don't have time for the world championships where i can watch you know ahl goalie win a world championship yay whatever like there's just so much better hockey
0: i remember a time when i too hated fun ian and i know
3: puck guy i know you've been pretty juiced over strauss man who yeah i thought he was looking pretty good up until today when they lost to finland come Uh on man (laughs) uh you know uh and and jacob Magna took a vicious hit uh in the second period and and the guy only gets a two-minute mire and it's balanced out because Magna went after him after the play uh but hey Thomas Bordello, that was a sweet shorty you had the other night. Uh, one hand on the stick, if you, if anything, check. Go check that out on uh, on the Twitter. I think we retweeted it in uh, some sort. But yeah, come on, Bordy, let's go.
0: All
2: right. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy when 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 sharks play. Like I saw the the Bordeaux clip. I mean, obviously, I'm happy to see when when sharks players do well. I just this tournament just at such a stupid time.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Granted, I'm looking forward to the uh, World Juniors in, uh, what is it, August in Edmonton? I don't – here's the thing I'm curious
2: about. I wonder how many – like, because the draft's going to be over. And with the regular season, like, right around the corner, if you're, like, a guy who your NHL's kind of tapped you to be in the, – like, they think you're going to be in the lineup, are they risking you to injury to a World Junior after the draft's already done? I don't know, man. that. <laughs>
0: Uh, I like Danelle's comment in the chat here. Mm. Do you guys think the Maple Leafs are like the Cowboys of the NHL or the good regular season failing the playoffs? Yes. Same yeah. color scheme, too, by the way. <laughs> uh, let's uh, move on here. We, we only got about 10 minutes left here. Uh, draft lottery results. We know what happened. You can check out the reaction on YouTube, which will be right up there uh marlo retired yep again whole thing on youtube it'll be right up there (laughs) and uh becker said that he believes the sharks will be down to four or five serious gm candidates by the end of may if you missed the breaking news earlier about 40 minutes ago he's already rescinded his offer to eric cura to be gm so you can find that on twitter he never called me when i was in seattle i was already scouting the team for crying out loud Uh, turn your phone on dumbass. uh so anyway we'll see four or five serious gm candidates uh i do know that just a few days ago kevin weeks liked one of my tweets so gm confirmed there you have it makes sense right heard it here first uh finally uh the san jose sharks held their annual equipment sale yesterday uh, if you wanted some sticker shock, you found it. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, jerseys that just a couple of years ago were like three and a half, four hundred dollars, or three and a half. No, that doesn't make any sense. Three fifty to four hundred dollars are now over twice that. Uh, I don't know if that's because uh Airmark has taken things over, but the whole point of the equipment sale was supposed to be like twofold. It was get stuff out of here like it all must go clean out all the cupboards get all this stuff out so we can bring in the new stuff so we're it all must go fire sale just get it all out of here and let's get it into the hands of the fans that you know that they live and die with the team they're local i don't know what the hell's going on but, uh, guys, your prices are a lot higher than a lot of other teams. I'm just saying. Might want to, yeah. allow, barrier, though. Might want to think on that.
2: Huh? That's, I'm just saying it's that's, that's just like everything else down there. It's way too expensive.
0: Nah, but, I mean, I, I, would, I would agree with that. But, you know, I'm looking at it where it's like I'm going to compare, you know, what, what is Dallas selling that jersey for? Half that price. What is Anaheim selling it for? Half the price. Like yeah, because
2: sharks fans bend over and take it every time.
0: Oh man! I think, Until they stop, uh, jerk. Can you write that one down so we can add that to the <laughs> clip show and to the soundboard? I
1: mean, honestly, I I agree. You know, they when it comes to that kind of stuff, and and you know, I don't mean to call anybody out here, but it's like you know, some some of those people may be on this podcast where. You know, the there's a lot of uproar. There's a lot of uproar about prices, and then who's first in line with their credit card?
0: Oh man, the guy with the Dizengoff jersey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was gonna say the guy, the guy with the uh, the guy
0: with the. I'm gonna expose you here with the Fanatics quarter zip on. Hey, again, fifteen dollars, <laughs> not eighty five. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. There so you sharks, you know, love you guys, but if you wanna. Truly clean out the closets, uh, make it affordable. Because I can't believe how everything just went. Whoosh, right I have up
2: to. I to the have to point route. something in the yeah. chat. Um, Skyler, breaking news: Mitch Marner was carjacked in uh, Etobicoke, apparently. Um, Do and we have confirmation best... on this, Marty? Yes, I, yeah, I asked from the I, Toronto Sun. Uh, but Marty had the best response ever. It was probably his father. And for anyone who knows anything about Paul Marner, that is hilarious.
0: Oh, hold oh. on, wait, Paul Marner. That's his father. His dad. dad. Well, okay, hold on. Somebody, give me some context. Fill me in here. What are you talking about? Oh man, we'd be here all night.
1: No, the short version. It is that his dad is a picture—a helicopter parent mixed in with like a authoritarian, like dictator.
3: (laughs) Yes. Damn. (laughs)
0: Holy crap! Helicopter. Oh my god your lord so like my aunt and hitler got it
1: okay so here so the short here's the thing when when mitch marner was in junior hockey his dad had like custom mm93 workout gear whipped up to like wear to mitch marner's games to make him look like some some marketable star the, I can top that who,
0: who's the basketball uh dad ball LaMela ball yeah yeah lamella ball yeah it. same same yeah basically similar
2: yeah. um I, I here's my story. I can top that when um I think it was the year Dylan Strom won the OHL uh, scoring title, um he emailed the OHL apparently with clips showing that Strom should have had points taken away, which would have made Marner the OHL scoring champion. Oh, <laughs> oh, I forgot wow. about that
3: All
1: right. and he totally had a burner account too. oh. And it even then, like some some really people shit. think that some people that think that Darren Dreger is uh Mitch Marner's oh, yeah. dad. Like there, when when Marner was going through his contract negotiations, and Darren Dreger would tweet about it, you had a lot of people going, "Okay, Paul, what's next?" <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute,
0: Darren <laughs> yes. Dreger isn't his Not dad. Not by blood. Oh, all right.
2: Hmm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, look at it, we're um, obviously we're we're happy that Mitch Barner wasn't hurt in the carjacking and every you know shaken up, but other than that, like he's I want, fine, and that's the important thing, obviously.
0: I want more details, just because it's like, wait a minute, I like I can almost see like a dude be like going to carjack him, and, and then the Toronto fans are so hardcore, and, and and you know, like as soon as they open the door, see as much, more, you'd be like, oh, you know what, my bad, sorry, bro, go ahead. I'll, I'll get no the, man, I'll, he's I'll, like, I'll you know what I paid you. for
2: Game Seven tickets for you to lose.
0: Give <laughs> <laughs> me everything Jeez. in your car, motherfucker. <laughs> You're not wrong, dude.
2: Yeah, but, uh, it was. Um, give give
0: me Toronto's... three of your game worn jerseys so I can sell them to afford those tickets I wasted.
1: Yeah, there were there were three three perpetrators who you know did this. Two of them had guns. One of them had a knife. Yeah, so I mean, obviously that's, that's yeah. awful. I mean, you know, yeah. I I joke, yeah. but
2: again, like serious, serious. Like obviously, I'm glad Mitch Marner is okay. No one should be carjacked at gunpoint regardless of you know whether you except ryan reeves or
0: or of Yeah. okay uh so again all joking don't cancel us uh, understand what a joke is people uh put guy last over. last looks final words what do you got
3: uh final thoughts uh round two I, I went six for eight let's go four for four uh thank you to the uh uh, thank you to Justin at the equipment sale for helping me out. This was a nice deal, so don't get mad at me on that one. I'm at PuttGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. Thank you as always. Back to you, AJ. Kur
0: oh, Crowbarn Crow in the free ad. Ian, go
2: ahead. Um, yeah, I mean, look at Uh, This round is going to be fun. I think this round might have some of the best series that might be of the whole playoffs. I know winning the Cups, big deal, but there's always, I always feel like the second round is when you get your best playoff series. Yes. Um, And I think this round is going to be no different. I think there's going to be games that we look back at when this is all said and done and go, man, yeah, but that second round series was just ace. (laughs) And I don't get any heartbreak, and that's the best part.
0: That's I tweeted that a, like, a couple days ago, uh, jerk. When we had like a, the weekend of just nothing but game sevens, and I'm like, it's so much nicer to take all this in when you're not emotionally invested in any teams out, you know, the outcome of any of this.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it's a nice feeling, you know. You watch a game that's, you know, going into overtime or is very, uh, very tense. Uh, in the final few minutes of regulation and uh, your team's not involved. you know it it, it helps the anxiety for sure. Um, that said, I don't know. I was fe- I was feeling the nerves a little bit uh, when uh, when I was watching game seven between the Leafs and Toronto only because as 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 cynical as this may sound, it was really important to me that the Leafs lost
0: <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. i'm probably not gonna get this money either (laughs) it's okay Uh, it's 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 all you know we'll 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 let's talk (laughs) all right uh for me look i kind of echo what ian was saying it's just i I really hope for really good second round series Uh, obviously we have Different teams that we're gonna uh, kind of, even though we who we think is going to win versus who we're pulling for to win. We think Tampa's going to win. We want Florida to win. Speak for yourself. Who's uh, we? Okay, <laughs> the, 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 you know the, you, the, you, me, Adrian, the, the jumbo fans? Get no, fan here. dude. Here,
1: Joe Thornton is their fifteenth best. I know forward.
0: he's, but you're he's s- not played. Okay. Can he's I not, not have my fun?
1: No, you cannot. Fun is not allowed. <laughs> Don't you know? He's not played a game in, almo- in almost so he, he's like gonna, three weeks. He's only
0: going to play one. It's fine. And he's not going to okay because he's their 15th best right, forward. Come, dude, calm down. Did, did I interrupt you like when you bet. had your final thoughts? Yes. You lying <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but, look, uh, 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 you've just ruined it all, jerk. You really <laughs> ruined the whole it's okay. thing. It's okay. I'll give you five more dollars. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll hold, AJ, and I'll hold my breath. AJ,
3: just so, bet him, you know, five bucks when Jumbo gets into that that clinching game in the
0: Cup final. Yeah, that'll be happening,
1: dude. If if Florida wins the Cup and Thornton play and Thornton plays a game, dude, I'll hand deliver both five dollar bills to
0: your house. Okay, we we have already moved <laughs> I, on to see, like Discord chat, so let's like <laughs> wrap it up. Hey, uh,
1: you know what? The, the people want to listen. They'll listen to anything. <laughs>
2: The good ship summer content will expand as well.
0: hopefully. <sighs> Absolutely. Into, into Twitter spaces. No, no.
2: on the channel. Here, okay, then. YouTube, uh, thanks through. for
0: watching, everyone. <laughs> so I'm about five seconds away from muting all of you fuckers. Uh, so this brings an end, thankfully, gratefully, to uh, whatever this was. Teal Town Life. <laughs> Uh, So chances are we're probably going to do this again after round two. Probably won't be with me hosting, but uh, anyway, (laughs) we'll do this again after the second round unless news breaks, as Ian says, we like to fix it. So if for some reason the Sharks should put the white smoke above SAP and announce a new GM, we'll of course be talking about that if that happens between now and the next round. I don't think it's going to, but... Stranger things have happened. So anyway, that was the next show that we have on the docket. But when the Sharks news breaks, we're here. So with that, hope you guys had a really fun Monday. Uh, The Giants are up 7 to 6, bottom of the ninth. (laughs) For those of you paying attention, because there's no fucking hockey tonight. It is what it is. Pieces of shit. Anyway. (laughs) But a whole bunch of hockey after that. So enjoy your week. Hope it's a pleasant one, everybody. And we will catch you all after round two, if not sooner. Good night.